Limitless Wrestling fans, it's another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast coming to your ears in the aftermath of the 2021 Vacation Land Cup. John Alba and the czar, the czar of Limitless Wrestling, Randy Carver here and uh, a show that had its ups and a show that had its downs, Randy. Well, downs for you, John. I mean, I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? That's the real question. I'm ready. I'm ready. Proverbially, I am ready to rumble. Okay. I can't wait, quite frankly. I don't know if I believe that. Quite frankly, I can't wait. Can September 25th come here any sooner? Oh, I'm ready for it. All uh, you people the, um, do is underestimate me. Like. All you people do is underestimate me. I'm not telling you what my gear is going to look like. Why would I spoil the surprise? People Magazine's already called me about it. I had to turn them down. <laughs> You're so... I'm, I'm amazed at the blind confidence here. Okay, sometimes you just have to have a little bit of a reality check. Um, I have to confront you about this. Uh, this stipulation that I am banned from Limitless Wrestling for the rest of the calendar year. Uh, who approved this? I looked over at you when this was told to me, and I see you doing the frickin' Brian Danielson yes chance. I think it's f- totally fair. Is I mean, this your look, gimmick now what, what, that you what, what just banned me? No, hear me out here. Hear me out. You still do the podcast. You just can't be there in person. You just can't be with your boys. I did this for three um, years. That's great. What's uh, so six months? What three months? Four months? It's gonna feel easy. So it'll be like a breeze, John. Trust me. Because uh, why are you sweating it though? I'm not sweating, sweating it. It was disrespectful. So it was disrespectful because you and I go. You and I go way back. You and I go way back, and I thought that you would have a little more. I don't know. A little more faith in me. Faith in you. I think this matches. What you guys did to Becca and what you laid out for Davey Ann just a month ago being your prestigious bitch. What does that entail? I think it's a great idea. Yeah, okay. Whatever. We'll talk about it when we get there. But the Vacation Land Cup has come and gone and has set us up for the Limitless Wrestling six-year anniversary show, our return to action with the anniversary show. Last year we did a top ten countdown, which you can find on the Limitless Wrestling YouTube page. But what are the event details we're here, Randy, for this six-year anniversary show. Where's the show? When's the show? When do tickets go on sale? We're back in Yarmouth celebrating six years of Limitless Wrestling. Saturday, September 25th at the Yarmouth Ambets. Tickets are going on sale this Friday night, 7 p.m. on LimitlessWrestling.com slash tickets. Make sure you're there early. Front Row has sold out in legitimately a minute or two the past couple shows. So uh, if you want Front Row, if you want GA... Make sure you're there early. Anthony Green, the winner, we'll touch on it later, of the 2021 Vacation Land Cup. Moving on to the main event, going one-on-one once again with Daniel Garcia with the Limitless Wrestling World Championship on the line. Big night for him and a big night for you and your boys, and uh, we'll touch on all that later. Oh, it's a match that has been months in the making, and it is going to be prestigious. Plus... I've been tipped in on some other surprises for this show, and uh, I think some of these matches that are in store, I think, are going to blow the minds of some Limitless fans. So, 
Uh, there, there's one particular that comes to mind that I think people are just going to be gobsmacked with, Randy. I know that's not a word you're familiar with, but if you look it up, it'll tell you that they're going to be blown away. Would you agree with that assertion? I agree. Okay. I think it's something that's been a long time coming for Limitless Wrestling fans, and uh, it's going to be very exciting to see. Okay. Well, we had the Vacation Land Cup, which will be available on IWTV when? Thursday, September 9th, streaming on IWTV, 8 p.m. will be the world premiere. I think you're just a bitter Patriots fan. Because you are Because you are going head-to-head. You are putting the show head-to-head with the NFL season opener and Tom Brady and the Bucks, I think this is your way of getting back at Tom here. No, I love Tom. Terrific. I love that he won a Super Bowl last year as well. I got and you're no taking viewers away from him? From what he brought New England. You're taking millions of viewers away from him. <laughs> I think uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks will be just fine that Thursday. Okay. Well, the good news is, if you don't want to watch this show live, it'll be immediately on demand on IWTV. Or, yes, it will. alternatively, you can DVR the Bucks and Cowboys and watch That's a better the Vacation idea. Land Cup 2021 because it is going to be a hell of a show. Uh, you got a chance to see the music video that Harry Aaron dropped in record time. Uh, I thought that was wild. Me in slow motion raising my hands. I could watch that all over. Well, that's the only part I didn't like. Mm. Uh, no, awesome video. Uh, turned it around uh, so quick. And, uh, you know, when you feel it, you feel it. And uh, that was something that definitely, like, it's very cool to have such a quick turnaround. Obviously, this show in general is going to be turned around very quickly on IWTV. But um, speaking of that, real quick, uh, we are uh, in the process of getting our live streams going again with IWTV. Obviously, that's something we saw a few months before the pandemic and something that we've been asked about every single time because there are a lot of Limitless Wrestling fans across the country, uh, around the world, who want to watch this. But obviously cannot make it to the shows so i think by the end of the year uh you guys will have something to look forward to mm, the end of the year huh interesting interesting little tease might we find out more in the coming weeks potentially i would say so okay. uh, i'm hoping probably within the next two to three weeks we'll have something set in stone that we can put out there sounds good sounds good here so that gives us something to look forward to on that front Let's talk about VLC. We got things going hot with our first qualifying match, Kevin Blackwood and the alternative, Anthony Green. Uh, This was one of those matches where Anthony Green, you know, normally he's a pretty finesse guy in the ring with his moveset. There was a lot of just striking here, more than I anticipated. Kind of how we talked about it. Last week or a couple weeks ago with the Eddie Edwards and Ace Romero match, where it wasn't a whole lot of wrestling. It was a lot of just striking and holds. There was a lot of that in this match. I think Kevin Blackwood kind of brought a different element out of Anthony Green here, and he really pushed him to the limit. Yes, he did. And uh, it was definitely like a grittier side of Anthony Green that I think we've only seen with a few different opponents. Like a JT Dunn comes to mind as well in the battles that they had had. Um, just sometimes you get this version of Anthony Green, and it's kind of cool how he can be like an in-ring chameleon and can kind of fixate himself around any style that he's uh, got an opposition with. Uh, Kevin Blackwood was obviously going to be throwing strikes. He was going to target 
different areas of Anthony Green, maybe ones that he's not used to defending. And he really had to, you know, get into a different mode, get into a different mindset on this night to move past Kevin Blackwood, who did have Daniel Garcia on the outside, barking direction, calling orders, trying to be there for Blackwood at any turn. But uh, this is two straight losses now for Kevin Blackwood. It was J.D. Drake and Undeniable, and now Anthony Green was able to get by him to move on to the finals. I think you just found Anthony Green's next character when he inevitably reinvents the in-ring chameleon. Uh, might be his <laughs> next moniker. Uh, but I'm, I'm with you here. We saw the single leg crab out of him, uh, which I thought, I mean, he was wrenching that thing in on Blackwood, uh, which certainly could not have felt good by any stretch of the imagination. Really enjoyed this match. It was a fun match to call with uh, Troy Nelson and AG punching his tickets to the finals there. So uh, we knew that Kevin Blackwood was banned from the championship match. What do you think we see next out of Kevin Blackwood? Because now he's on a bit of a losing skid here after finding himself following last year's VLC. Now he's got to try to find some answers. He really does. And, uh, I mean, he's he's faced some very tough competition lately. J.D. Drake, who is Yeah, in the but the reality matchup. is, Randy, he thinks he's on that level. He does. And the thing is, you have to get it done on that level. So uh, Kevin Blackwood needs to find someone you know, in the upper echelon of Limitless Wrestling where he can get a win and kind of get himself recertified back on track. And I think that has to happen in September. Yeah, I, I would agree with that entirely. And I'm curious to see who stands in front of him should he be in action at the anniversary show. Because maybe it's time where he needs to call his shot and find a way to get back on that ladder, as we always talk about here, because he's got, as of now, his boy still has that championship. So That he does. Uh, we'll, we'll see what comes of that. Our second match of the evening, I believe there was some uh, tomfoolery here, no? Or do I have Tom the matches? Fuller. What Do I have the matches out of order? What was our second match of the evening? I don't have a, I don't have a rundown. It was Meryl Rip Bison. It was that, well, yeah, there's always tomfoolery there, yeah. Uh, so the tomfoolery there was that the boy, this is a shoot true story here. Ready? This was the tomfoolery. Underneath the venue is the locker room. There's like a bar underneath the Yar Yarmouth Ambets. And when these two would, when one of them would hit the mat or hit the outside, the tiles on the roof of the locker room would bounce and start shaking. We thought there was like an earthquake going on. Absolute hoss fight between these two. How do you think Ripper bounced back here in the aftermath of the strap match? Man, uh, this was one that I think uh, I saw most when people were tweeting us, maybe sending out their brackets. Um, people were just torn. This was a coin flip for so many people, and it's so understandable because Rip Bison was on such a tear heading into this matchup, getting a victory in the strap match over Big Beef, uh, moving on to the Vacation Land Cup, and really taking Ace Romero to the limit. Broke out the pearly white gear. He was looking fresh. And Rip Bison, really popular with this Yarmouth crowd now. I think he's really solidified himself in the past few months uh, he felt like he belonged, and he proved that against Ace Romero. But Ace, uh, coming into this with all the momentum in the world, 
I just think he would not be stopped in the opening round of the Vacation Land Cup, and he was going to find a way to get to the finals no matter what, and he did that against Rip Bison. But what a war these two had back and forth. It could have gone either way. Rip Bison makes takes the final close. It was really a battle of the lariats here because both these guys were throwing haymakers, throwing clotheslines, and uh, it was really about who could hit the hardest shot and get that three count. Nace Romero was able to do it. Did we get any bracket winners this year? So there, a lot of people were not like filling out the complete brackets, which uh, came to be a problem. And uh, we did have a few who they predicted the uh, like the finals and the winner without doing the elimination order. And maybe uh, we'll we got do in contact. Okay, so you you did get in contact with them? Yeah, we okay. got in contact with two people um, to get them uh, some swag from VLC. So okay, uh, they'll be hooked up probably within the next week, but. Uh, none that were like fully filled out correctly that were 100% correct with the elimination order. So I think next year we'll have to be a little clearer about like how to fill out the bracket. But um, definitely a lot of people who were close, a lot of people who had just elimination order out of order or uh, one wrong person in the final four. Well, last year we had someone get it dead on, correct? I think we had two people yeah. get it dead on, correct? Or it was... Uh, maybe maybe it was another case of like a, a weird fill-in, but I'm I, I'm almost certain we sent out two last year as well. Very interesting, very interesting. Well, AC AC feels like he's building up a little bit of momentum right now, and uh, it, it does feel like he's kind of on the verge of doing something uh, special again in Limitless Wrestling. It's that that six-year journey for him, the OG. So seeing him climb his way back up and he's just been through so much this year with covid and I, I know it would be very meaningful to have a legit chance at that championship again it would and uh i mean you think about the chances that he's had the opportunities to get to the top it's never been a one-on-one -on -one situation no. i think that's been the one thing that's kind of held him down is that uh, you have to keep your head on a swivel in these multi-man match situations. And uh, I just think, you know, it's there's so much momentum behind everything he's doing. And he's had to overcome a lot this year, like you've said. And it's been a frustrating and trying year at times and a very successful one at other times. But um, the one thing that he's really wanted to accomplish in Limitless Wrestling, just still as close as he is, remains out of his grasp. We will see what comes of him on that front. Our third qualifying match, Becca and JT Dunn. Nice to see Becca didn't have any effects from her neck injury from the month oh, prior God. here in this match. Yeah. Uh, I. What? What are you going to crack? Nothing. Go ahead. No. You're going to crack something? No, you go ahead. No. There's nothing to say anymore. Okay. There's no remorse. No, I, it was all on David. But anyway, that's, that's water under the bridge. I thought this was a great match, Randy. I thought this was a great match. She elevated her game to take on one of the best New England pro wrestlings ever seen. JT Dunn is firing on all cylinders right now. He is really confident in his abilities. He's never been someone that's lacked confidence. But right now, it's, it's really showing in his game. And talk about well-scouting the story of this match. Becca's, Becca was undefeated. With the 450 splash. When she hits that 450 splash, she has never lost in her pro wrestling career. So she went to the well with it three times she tried. And uh, she finally goes for it in full. And she doesn't connect. And Dunn just rolls her right over for a quick pin. I thought that was excellent scouting from JT Dunn. I agree. And uh, 
a lot of what you said there like uh really resonates like jt someone who never lacks confidence but honestly like and we kind of touched on it last week on the podcast with top shelf troy nelson um it was very interesting to see where his confidence was going to be heading into that lee moriarty match after being away from limitless wrestling for quite some time returning against longtime rival ace romero wasn't able to get the job done and now he was coming in on short notice against moriarty who knows, you know, as someone very tough to game plan for, one of, if not the best wrestler in North America. Um, and he got the job done. And now coming into this match with Becca, a totally different flavor. And Becca riding a wave of momentum herself that got her into the Vacation Land Cup. And as you said, when that 450 connects, it's all over for the leader of the Scrunchy Squad. It just couldn't happen. She just didn't get enough done to JT before going for the 450 to get that to connect and to potentially move to the finals of the Vacation Land Cup. But uh, what an outing for Becca. Just, uh, as you said, elevating her game. Uh, much like uh, we talked about with Anthony Green with the opening contest, I think she really had to re-strategize here a little bit and weather the storm of JT Dunn, so to speak, to get to a point where she could start firing back and she found her opening and did just that, but just not enough. No, and JT Dunn just, I mean, he had his own cheering section here. Did you see that? What, the, the fuck JT section? <laughs> That's my uh, one of my favorite sections of the show because uh, I laughed so hard uh, the first show back where nothing was announced. Um, when you heard JT Dunn in his theme music, you just saw all of them like rush to the shirts that they had brought just in case, just in case, and threw them on as quick as possible. And now they got their own section. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's a little different than the Cesaro section, you know? Yeah. And your favorite, of course, the back row mafia shout out. They've actually, uh, left me alone. They've, they've learned to ap appreciate prestigious. Wow. I haven't gotten any tweets from them. Nothing. Actually, you know what? Honestly, after my shows, the, the most of the tweets I get are just telling me how awesome prestigious is. So, I highly doubt it. I promise you. I promise you that. All right. I talked about Tom Foolery before. This was the ultimate example of Tom Foolery. We were supposed to get Alec Price in love, Doug. But uh, thankfully, the pro wrestling gods were in our favor, and we didn't get that match. Oh, my God. Because Ava Everett... Ended up cutting off Doug's opportunity once more. She inflicted enough emotional pain on this guy. Now she inflicted some physical pain here. Taking him out of the match that he wanted most. And uh, we got a quick replacement. An unexpected replacement in Beef the Freak. How the hell did this all come about? Because you couldn't have possibly expected that that Doug was going to be taken out unless you're in cahoots with Ava Everett, which maybe you are. I don't know. Crazier Certainly things have not. happened here. So Certainly not. what was Beef the Freak just doing around backstage at the Armouth Amvets? And uh, talk about making the most of an opportunity. He put himself in a huge match here against Alec Price that Alec Price ultimately did win. Yeah. Um, so to start at the beginning, uh, every tournament that we've had since the first year has had a tournament alternate. Okay, um, so you have a standby. It's not something that uh, we put out there because obviously we don't always need to turn to an alternate for the tournament. Um, we can look back at other instances where it did happen. 2019, Brad Hollister was injured. I believe it was three days before yeah. uh, the Vacation Land Cup that where was, he was set to wrestle. To Ace be Romero fair, that, that was the show from hell. So, Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, a lot of things had to move around that show. 
Uh, Even the alternates had alternates. What's that? The alternates had alternates on that show. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That one was rough. Um, We saw it in 2020 as well. Uh, Myron Reed was supposed to wrestle Christian Casanova Mm -hmm. in the first round. There ended up being a four-way qualifier, which was four gentlemen that we had on hand who would be an alternate in a position. They had the chance to earn it. It was CJ Cruz who ended up moving on. So uh, another scenario where the alternate has to come into play. Ava Everett and Charles Mason just stealing the moment from Love Doug, as you said, the match that he wanted most with Alec Price in the Vacation Land Cup. Uh, a chaotic scene. Charles Mason had the scissors in his hands once again, holding back referees Kevin Quinn and Nate Speckman. Uh, thank goodness we had top shelf Troy Nelson, who uh, had headed down to the ring, brought some security with him. We were also, I want to touch on this too, give a little shout out to the. Uh, students of the limitless wrestling dojo who were there to help out because we were immensely short staffed uh in terms of what we usually have and a lot of different people doing different things behind the scenes so uh everybody uh came together and really tried to make it run as smooth as possible jacob even bringing my uh my chairs to ringside that was very kind of him yes yeah clean jacob getting the job done Uh, how about Um, how about kevin quinn coming back here Kevin Quinn, good to see. Um, had it been a while since we'd seen Kevin Quinn in a Limitless ring? Had it been before uh, we moved to the closed taping era of Limitless Wrestling? But uh, awesome to have him back. Well wishes to Eric Greenleaf as well, where we're talking about no. random shit right here. Relative. Uh, what? Nothing. <laughs> were you bummed you didn't get to see him? Heartbroken. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, Kevin Quinn was on hand, but... This was a scene that he really couldn't contain with scissor blades in his face. So um, we got them out of there. Alec Price yapping at Kevin Quinn, believed he was moving on to the finals untouched, unharmed, didn't even have to wrestle in the first round. And here comes Beef the Freak. Uh, What a clash of styles here. Two hits so hard. Alec Price had to do so many different things to kind of keep Beef down and in a position where he could strike, and he was able to do it at the end. An insane prized possession from the second rope that uh, that's going to be, I think, a viral clip when that goes out there because uh, it's insane the athleticism Alec Price possesses. And I think a lot of people need to get on the fucking hype train to Alec Price because he's on another level, as is Beef the Freak, who's been having some standout performances in Limitless Wrestling lately. But it's Alec Price hitting the surprise kick to the back of the cranium, moving to the finals for the second straight year. Yeah, big, big time moment for Alec Price there. Uh, speaking of Kevin Quinn, he kind of looks like a jacked up Rick Knox, doesn't he? <laughs> I could see it. I could see hey, it. I mean, he I could kick like Rick, Rick Knox's Knox ass. He could kick Rick Knox's ass. I'm pretty confident in that. Kevin Quinn is ready to throw hands at any time. Yeah, no, that's a referee you don't want to mess with. No doubt about it. No, that. certainly not. I'm not upset that he uh, didn't ref any of the stuff i was involved with on the show yeah you'd be catching some flag real quick just in case that's someone i wouldn't want to wrestle randy just making that clear um well now if he would like to become a prestigious ref well then what is up with you in this bit you just i saw you tweeting at eric greenleaf this past week trying to make him an offer just because he's on the shelf i didn't even divulge what my offer was do you know what the offer is because i didn't divulge it no idea. Is it to get a new bumper? <laughs> you should probably do that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> get a new mic that doesn't make him sound underwater. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things he could do. 
Maybe we'll start <laughs> a go. Maybe we'll start a GoFundMe or something. I don't know. We'll help him out. Um, okay, uh, let's talk about our championship match here. Daniel Ooh. Garcia. Daniel Garcia defeated JD Drake to retain the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. Um, this is not hyperbole. I've been putting a lot of thought into this statement, and uh, I really do mean it. This was the best independent pro wrestling championship match I've ever seen in my life, in person. Wow. Ever. I, actually, I, I also think it was the best call that I've ever had in my career uh, in pro wrestling. It was, really? Jo- oh, yeah, Johnny Torres and I were just, you'll, you'll watch it back. I think we were really... We were in sync with this match, um, but that was because of the people who were performing. It was, I mean, what can, what can we say? These are two of the most elite professional wrestlers in the world. And two guys who just get it on so many different levels, who bring such different physical intangibles to the table. Both extremely physical competitors, but in two totally different ways. And did you see Daniel Garcia after this match uh, as he was leaving the ring and as he went to the locker room and everything? Yeah. Did you hear what he was shouting? I appreciate me while I'm here. He was saying stuff like that. He called it the Legends Tour. I mean, he is on another level. This is a very much historic run by anyone in independent pro wrestling. Uh, what a privilege to call this match and to watch this match. Uh, where does it rank for you, Randy, in terms of all-time classics and Limitless? I mean, it's got to be right near the top. I think this uh, topped their last match, and their last match was incredible, too. I totally agree. And uh, I think the atmosphere has something to do with that as well. Sure. Because obviously the first time was in a closed taping setting, and now this time we're in front of 350 people in Yarmouth. Um it was just a whole different atmosphere than anything we've really experienced, I think, since fans came back. Uh, fans were jumping out of their seats. There was wonder, intrigue, and just so much back-and-forth action. J.D. Drake had numerous times where he was just a half-second away, nearly finally walking out with the world championship. Of course, no Kevin Blackwood there for Daniel Garcia to confide in. And the ultimate uh, trickery from him. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that was fun. That was fun. I mean, he's he's watched firsthand all the all the mind games and the uh, I, I don't know if manipulating the referee is the correct way to put it, but Daniel Garcia has been a master uh, chess player, so to speak, inside the ring, especially since acquiring the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. And JD, I think, was just trying to stay one step ahead. If you can outsnake the snake. You know, that's going to lead you to some gold uh, eventually. But it didn't on this night for J.D. Drake. Uh, left everything out there with Daniel Garcia, but just could not get the job done at the end of the day. I thought the avalanche drill bit was one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen in a match. I could not believe it happened when it happened. That's that's a legit, like, jaw dropper. And, and also, you know, to kick out of it. hitting the moonsault as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he kicked out of that it, all man. the time. It was, it was, this was a perfect professional wrestling match. I, I can't put this match over enough. It's, I was talking to Harry Aaron about it earlier. Harry said that he thought it was the best match that Limitless has ever put on in front of fans. I mean, perfection. And if you go out of your way to watch one match 
on this show. This is it. Can't stress it enough. All-time classic independent wrestling match here between these two guys. And, you know, Garcia has been featured the way he has in AEW. I thought this was a great tune-up for Minoru Suzuki for him, uh, eating some of those yeah, chops. for real. Um, but I said this, too. You know, I love the wingman and what J.D. Drake's got going on in AEW. But uh, he's underutilized there. It's as simple as that. This is a guy who can be a high mid-card main event talent for you in any promotion, let alone AEW. And whew, what a just... Mm. I'm going to go back and watch this match a million times. I, I loved it. I loved it. So then uh, the stipulation, of course, Drake can no longer challenge Garcia for that title. Yeah. It's all over for him at this point. Um, it's got him going back Garcia to the drawing champion. board now for uh, the anniversary show, I'd assume. Yeah. And uh, I, ho- I hope we can make something happen with Drake there. And it's going to be very interesting to see what the path is for him at this point. All-time classic. So good. All right, Randy. What do we have next? I think we came back from intermission with something that you were a part of, John Alba. And uh, the most pre- I'm interested in your take on what happened to your boys. The most prestigious entrance in Limitless history? Yeah, fucking gag me with a spoon. Are you kidding me? What the? I mean, really? Did you see the reaction when Goldberg's music hit? Yeah, Gold Brett bursting through. Ooh, I like that. Awesome. I, did you come up with that? I like that. There you go. I Take like it. that. Gold. All yours. Brett. Moneymaker. You know, you could spell Goldberg with BRG's name. You're wow. just missing that E. Crazy. It's crazy. Um, but it was obviously an homage to the natural Channing Thomas, who personally marched Goldberg to the ring at SummerSlam. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, what was I, uh, what was your reaction? I I was watching it live, and uh, I know we know, talked about it last the, week a little bit, but yeah, cuts to the screen, and I'm like, oh, that kind of looks like Channing Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, <laughs> that's Channing Thomas. <laughs> I feel like that was everybody's reaction. I just I I always pop when when things like that happen. I had no idea. Well, my reaction you were was a little losing your fucking mind. I screamed. You were losing your mind. Screamed. He he kayfabe me. I I had no idea. I had That's no how idea. You are with your boys. Well, okay. You you have been told. <laughs> you have been told the stories of the dynamic of prestigious. Uh, it, it is an interesting dynamic, but but uh, we we get along very well. It's just it's a lot of uh. There's a lot of ego in prestigious, which is fine by me. Yeah, and a lot success. of it's talking right now. Did you see the main attraction's bobblehead? I was that your gift to him? I no, assume? it was not. That's what made it even better. Uh, must be a fan. Uh, that's fine with me. I don't care. Hey, it was honestly pretty cool. I hate to admit it, but it was awesome. And the, as Ace Romero uh, so eloquently put it, uh, the size of the head is correct. Yeah, well, I told Ace Romero they gave his out in Happy Meals and then had to recall them due to the high arsenic levels they found in them. So, um, Wow, call the burn unit. Take that for what it is. Well, no, they were calling actually poison control instead. But anyway, um, so yeah, so we had this this fatal four-way tag match under Lucha rules. Thanks for uh, throwing that in there last second, Randy. We did not prepare for that. We were not oh, ready no. for Lucha rules. Um 
but that caused a whole lot of chaos between prestigious The Sea Stars, Charles Mason, Ava Everett, and a returning MSP who pick up the win here. Uh, MSP made things a little personal with me, didn't appreciate Danger Kid laying his hands on me. I uh, didn't appreciate Ashley Vox and Delmi XO trying to lay their hands on me. I didn't do anything wrong in this match. I did not help anyone cheat in this match. You can go back and watch the tape. Uh, there I was, disagree. There was no cheating to be found. Um, you can accuse me of pulling BRG out of the ring, but that was merely because I saw something on his face. He had some schmutz, and I wanted to help him get it off. Some schmutz? Yeah, he had some schmutz on his face. I don't know if you oh. heard me during the match, but BRG is very tender, and you need to be very careful with him. Don't be schmutzing on his face. No, there's some schmutz on his face. You don't know Yiddish. Don't worry about it. But this was a lot of action, Randy. Not going to lie. It was. It took my breath away. I'm sure it did. I mean, uh, the reason that everyone's hands were all over you is because you were right in the way. The entire time. Uh, but this was so much fun to watch. Uh, it just, like, the action never stopped. So much going on the entire time. Uh, this reminded me of our scrambles. What's that? This reminded me of our scrambles. Yeah, absolutely chaotic. Um, this was, I mean, this was a throwback to the very first match in Limitless Wrestling history. A four-way tag under Lucha Rules. So, uh, kind of a cool throwback there. Awesome to see MSP as well get back on track. I know you're not too stoked about that, but uh, you said Danger Kid laid his hands on you. I believe you were poking him in the back first, and uh, I-, I think that warrants him getting his hands on you a little bit and putting you in a tough position. For I just—I was just trying to get his attention to tell him that his makeup was smearing. I hardly believe I that wear makeup true. as well on the daily, so I was just we looking know. out for—I was just looking out for him. Yeah, that's very nice of you, but uh, you. it doesn't pay off for your boys. You try to yank them out of the way of the flopping fish and an inevitable defeat to the sea stars. And, you know, you, you did your job for your boys. They did not eat a pinfall. They did not get Prestigious submitted, remains undefeated in Limitless Wrestling. I am not sure that the record books are going to reflect That's exactly how the record book reflects it. But a loss. It's like a walk in baseball when that happens. You don't notch it as anything. That is incorrect. I cannot even fathom it. So, you as a journalist, I mean, you got to know that as well. Me as a journalist and a legitimate sportscaster, I know how stat keeping works. I worked in the stats department at MLB Network for a period of time. I know how this goes. Oh, the MLB, John. The MLB Network. Let's talk English because I know grammar is not your thing either. If you have network after it, that makes it the Major League Baseball network. The network is the noun. If I had just said the MLB, Randy, I would be saying the Major League Baseball, which is not correct. But I didn't say that, did I, Randy? I don't even think you said the. I was just trying to make okay. a joke. You're just, I'm going to ban Randy Carver instead of the wave. How about Look that? Look at how quick you get fired up today, John. Mm, well, after this, you know who's fired up? Love Doug, because he came out <laughs> and took it back to Ava Everett. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, they, they, they're looking around. Ava Everett and Charles. Nate Speckman caught up in the deal with Prestigious and C-Stars battling as you tried to get your boys scurried to the back. And here comes Love Doug to save the day. Getting the scissors from Ava Everett. Socks are won. And then Charles Mason gets caught in a bad position by MSP. Uh, what a moment for Doug, you know, who did not get his vacation land cup moment that he fought so hard for. 
he at least gets to take something away from Ava Everett as well. And potentially saving Danger Kid's earlobe because those sick freaks were going to cut it in half, and I don't love that. What do you think is next between Ava Everett and Doug? Because it's very clear they are not done. I think it needs to be done, John. I think we have to find a way. And I, I am not sure what it is between these two because I thought it was going to be over a long time ago. I thought the mirror thought mirror the, on the wall match would have done it. Yes. Or I thought even the better love match, but that ended up being quite a uh, distinctive memory, I would say, and turning point for Ava Everett and Limitless Wrestling. But yeah, absolutely. The mirror mirror on the wall brawl. I would have thought it would be all over after that. And then Obviously, Ava Everett has not forgot, and Love Doug is just done standing around uh, getting shat on, so to speak. So he's, he's just done, and I, I can understand it. And Ava Everett had to pay the price on this night, and I think it all needs to come to a head very soon, if I say so myself. We saw the returns of Brad Cashew and Kevin Koo. That we did. Uh, Brad Cashew and Kevin Koo, former training partners together, this is one of the matches I did not get to catch the full thing. I didn't catch had. a single second of this match because I was you trying to calm anything. down prestigious. <laughs> I'm sure you And were. then I'm I had sure a quick turnaround. Not. I had to get ready for a birthday fiesta. Yeah, I'm sure that was a good time for you guys. Um, but yeah, Kevin Koo and Brad Cashew, awesome to have them both back in the house. Uh, definitely a different kind of match than anything anybody had seen thus far. Both were trying to attack each other. Kevin with kicks. Brad Cashew looking for an opening to attack a body part, and he was able to get the better of his former training partner, Kevin Koo, here at the Vacation Land Cup. That marks his first victory, actually, in Limitless Wrestling since his debut. He's impressive. He's a great athlete. And uh, I know I was talking to Kevin Koo, and Kevin told me that, that he really enjoyed working with Brad and, and would like to wrestle him again in the future. And uh, Kevin Koo, who just celebrated a birthday, by the way, a, a happy birthday to him as well, um, He's one of my favorites out there to watch. I love watching Kevin Koo. He's got a big slate ahead in Chicago here with All Out coming up, and uh, hope we get to see more of him in Limitless. I think we will for sure. And we got the main attraction birthday extravaganza celebration. Um, did you enjoy my party hat? Yeah, I mean, it was it was nice, John. I don't know what the hell you want me to say about your little celebration. Here. I got him a... Left a lot to be desired. I got him a protein bar. I got him front row seats to Davy N's final match before she becomes prestigious. And I sang him happy birthday. The crowd rejoiced. The crowd joined me in that. How crazy was that? What a moment. I think they were changing the lyrics just a little bit. I'll have to watch the tape back. I don't remember. Yeah. I got very caught up in the moment. It was very emotional for me. I'm sure. Uh, then we got Davian and Alley Catch. Um, the PA system broke during Alley's entrance here. And yes, uh, I, I was sensed, worried I was going to get cut. I sensed the heart attack coming from behind me with you at the table. <laughs> um, yeah, this was, uh, this was tough because, I mean, I, uh, I'll be honest. I know not a thing there is to know about fixing something like that. That's very true. You um, are illiterate when it comes to this. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I had no idea really what to do, so it's kind of a scramble on a lot of our parts, and we're already short-staffed. I never do music, typically, but... Um, Who fixed it? We were trying to figure... What's that? Who fixed it? Uh, 
honestly, it came from just a uh, unplug by isn't one of our students. Isn't that Justin. crazy how that works, huh? Well, we had done it two times <laughs> up to that point, so he had the magic touch. Um, and then it magically came on 10 seconds later, and we said, nobody touch a fucking thing. Um, and we made it through the rest of the show after that. But, yeah, I thought uh, going into the finals that we were going to potentially be in a situation where we had no availability to music for the last uh, match. Maybe it would have been a situation like the cage match where the fans would have to start singing the entrance themes for everyone. That would have been cool. That would have been cool, but uh, I think it sets a much better tone to have some mm. music for everybody. Well, Ethan Scott had to announce things without a mic, but uh, shout out to Ethan, who I thought did a great job on this show. Oh, man. I was, uh, I was blown away at how good he did. Filling in for Rich Palladino, both uh, in Yarmouth and in Herman in August, did a fantastic job. Allie was not happy about her music being cut. Uh, neither was I. She actually started blaming us. I said, we've been here the whole time. What do you, what do you think we're doing? She's like, yeah, you're right. You know who it is. And uh, they, they had a, a nice little uh, brawl. I mean, these, these two beat the crap out of each other. Allie certainly was trying to send a message on behalf of Prestigious. Uh, what do you think of this match? This one, another one I didn't get to see very much of because uh, I would say for the first six minutes of the matchup five or six minutes we were trying to fix the music so um i didn't get to see a lot of this but from what i did see very hard hitting but uh as much fight as alley catch could bring to davy n davy was just on another level of anger this night i don't think there was going to be anything that stood in her way unless you got yourself involved again no that we just keep her we were we were cheering on we we bought birthday streamers um we we had birthday horns did you hear the horns I did. That was uh, for the first few minutes. I'm not really looking up or paying attention because we're trying to figure out this mixer. And all I hear is wah, wah. I, I, you guys in the corner just causing a ruckus. We were just celebrating. Yeah, it just so happened to coincide with uh, every move that alley catch hit. I'm sure. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, the rest of that segment. I don't recall anything else happening, which brings uh, us to the Vacation Land Cup. I actually do recall some other stuff that happened that I think we should talk about, John. Because it was, you know, your move to even get back to ringside, wasn't it? We were applauding Davy, and we were very happy for her that she could win her final match before joining Prestigious. And we just oh, wanted okay. to give her a big old group hug afterwards to, to give us a, a little bit of a peek into the future at what a the group hug. at what the five person Prestigious would look like. That's new. I mean, I've never seen you guys, especially in that very position, going for a group hug in the past. I mean, what what would people think there, John? I actually can send you a picture of us in the group hug, but okay, alas. That's great. From all four four sides of the ring, slowly enclosing. We like to build anticipation on things here. That's horseshit. Becca knew it was horseshit. The Sea Stars knew it was horseshit. And then you were in deep shit. So what happened? Go ahead. Tell the crowd, Randy. Well, it was great. Um, the Sea Stars burst out after Becca. Is in there standing back-to-back -back with Davey, ready to fight you guys off. They have chairs in hand, and your boys, your beloved prestigious members, hang you out to dry. They left you for dead, John. They, they didn't do it purposely. The they thought I was with them. And you weren't. And you weren't. You were frozen in the ring. 
And then they got a hold of you, and Davian laid out some awesome, in my opinion, stipulations to counter yours for the four-on-four, introducing Team Davian, who's going up against Prestigious in September. What do you think of Team Davian? I'm impressed. I'm impressed because uh, along the way, it's all people who you guys have pissed off, and I think they'd love nothing more than to kick you out of Limitless for the rest of the calendar year. You know, I got a lot of tweets sent my way and messages that were like, why didn't you just make this a, a three-on-one or a four-on-one handicap match with Davian? And it's because I believe in, in fair, fair stipulations and total transparency in pro wrestling. So that's why I wanted to give her an opportunity to find some tag team partners. And guess what? I still have confidence in my boys. And yes... The main attraction, Mac Daniels, saved me in this because they were going to take my head off. It's true. And you should be thanking him because, frankly, he saved you from having to reschedule that match on the anniversary show. Instead, you've got a second main event here all tied up and ready for you at your delivery. Oh, we could have done three on four. It would have been okay. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's how it works. You know why people want to see that match. It's because they want to see me, in particular, aided by my boys, Pinning Davian one two three. That is not what they want to see. I I think your head is in the wrong place. Very much disagree thing. with that. But we have a, a big time marquee caliber match here. I I am so humbled to be part of Limitless Wrestling history here. I'm sure. Yeah, and I'm sure this is the last that we're going to hear about. Do you have any tips for are. me? <laughs> I would say get yourself in a ring very soon. I've been uh, training. Just, Get ready to uh, get hucked around the ring a little bit. Yeah, okay. You've been training? What have you been doing? Rolls. Ooh, okay. Stretches. Stretches. Rigorous. And I told you I've been working on a finisher that when I'm ready to whip it out, you're going to be blown away. Okay. I I will. I will. Here's a shoot story. You want a shoot story? I'll shoot on you here on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, let's see. This is not my first match ever. This is my first match in Limitless Wrestling. Correct. Um, my first actual match ever was a handicap match with Aftershock Adam Ricker against uh, the former big moxie Matt Mahoney. Uh, do you recall this? I do, yeah. I don't, I don't no. think I was there for it, but I recall the time frame. So, well, you were in the building earlier in the day. You didn't stay for yes. the show, but you were in the building earlier in the day when I was training. I was getting ready. I was in the ring, and I was going over some stuff with some people on the uh, limit on the IWE roster, rather. And there was a person who is still heavily involved in Limitless Wrestling uh, fandom and involved very heavily in main wrestling. Period. Who uh, was like, "Let's get in there and uh, let's do some stuff." I said, "Okay," and he's like, "Do a forward roll," and I did a forward roll perfectly on my first try, and he said. He, he was, like, blown away. He was flabbergasted. I said, what? He's like, I just, I didn't know that you could just pick it up and just do a forward. It, it took me months to be able to do a forward roll correctly. <laughs> and he was blown away by my natural athleticism. And we delivered an all-time classic, a true barn burner. So I can't wait to do it again. I, I'd like to remind you. I have an elimination in Let's Rumble under my belt. That's great. I don't know how that's going to help you here. 
I can throw people over the top rope. <laughs> They're going to come back, John. Uh, trust me. Well, Lucha rules, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Is this just a... You tell me. You're the matchmaker here. Is this a standard four-on-four tag match? This is a standard four-on-four tag, yeah. Okay. No elimination, tomfoolery, nothing there? Just straight up four-on-four? One fall to a finish. One fall to a finish. Okay. Hour-long time limit? As long as it takes, John. As long as it takes? Sick. So I can get Davey in a headlock for three and a half hours? Love it. Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. I can't wait. That's this your is, There's going to be some big-time publications talking about this match. I cannot wait. And our main event, the Vacation Land Cup Finals. Anthony Green wins his second Vacation Land Cup trophy here. Take us through the match, because I didn't get to see a single second of this. We were uh, recuperating outside. I'm sure. Um Honestly, early on, it looked like Alec Price had this thing locked up. It was Anthony Green, Ace Romero, Alec Price, JT Dunn. And uh, anything can happen when there's so many people in the ring like a situation like this. So Alec Price uh, was just on another level, I think, with the people as well. Like I think a lot of people really bought into Alec Price going all the way that he could do this thing. And he got caught. He was the first man eliminated after hitting the surprise kick to the back of the head of Anthony Green. It looked like he had it. And then there's JT Dunn, death by elbow, knocking out Alec Price and taking him out of the uh, VLC finals. And a really, a really big moment, I think, for Dunn, who, ironically, being a former winner of the Vacation Land Cup, I think in this situation kind of was looked at as an underdog because I think a lot of people, you know, hadn't seen JT Dunn in a long time. The first time he comes back, he gets a loss to Ace Romero. And then once again here, actually eliminated by Ace Romero. And we get to our final two, a flashback to 2019, Anthony Green and Ace Romero. And what a moment that was to see them face off once again. Anthony Green, though, moving on, advancing and winning the Vacation Land Cup for the second time. And now he's heading to September 25th with Daniel Garcia. How do you think he needs to approach this one differently than the last time they matched up? It's hard to say because uh, last time there's obviously the added element of Kevin Blackwood who got himself involved, I think. He needs to play out all the variables in his head of things that could go wrong for him and things that could go right, what he can do right against Daniel Garcia, what a lot of people have done right to get Daniel Garcia into deep waters. It's just no one's been able to figure it out. No one's been able to get past him. And that's going to be the frustrating thing when you're scouting Daniel Garcia's this dude has an endless gas tank. Uh, he's, a, he's a cardio machine. He can go as long as he needs to go to make sure that he retains and walks out with the championship still. So uh, I think that's going to be the thing that Green has to really game plan for is maybe, you know, getting ready for one of these longer uh, fights. You know what I mean? A back, it's going to be a back and forth battle, but uh, sometimes you really have to mentally and physically prepare for maybe how long something is going to be. And I think Daniel Garcia is ready to take Anthony Green to his limit. Should be an all-timer. That is coming to you September 25th at the vaca- or sorry, at the Limitless Wrestling six-year anniversary show. He will be taking his Vacation Land Cup trophy with him and punching it in for a shot at Daniel Garcia. Again, tickets on sale this Friday. You anticipate this one to uh, go fairly quickly? I do. Um, The past few events, I mean, since we've been back, they've been sold out before the day of the show. So 
Um, you certainly want to make sure that you get your tickets early and ensure that you can make it. We had uh, a lot of disappointed people hitting us up uh, about a day, like the day and a half leading into the event, looking for tickets for the Vacation Land Cup. You definitely want to get them early just to solidify that you can be there. So Friday at 7 p.m., they go on sale, LimitlessWrestling.com, and it's going to be a show that you do not want to miss. Can you get me a copy of my commemorative ticket here since you put Davey in on this last one, but not even us? Yeah, I can't say that I'm going to be putting you on a ticket. For Are you stuff. kidding me? I'm on a fucking main event match on this show, Randy. <laughs> Are you kidding I don't know. me? My people can talk to your people. I just dropped people. a F-bomb on this show. That's how passionate I am about this. That's the first time I've ever cussed on this show. I know. History in the making right here. Because you won't even put me on the ticket. I'm going to be see. selling tickets for this show. Sure. You know what, Randy? Here's the reality. People want to see me get my ass kicked. I'm not an idiot. I know that. And I will take so much joy in depriving them of that. Well, I think if they if that's what they want to see, I think they're going to get what they pay for. Mm. Mm, you know who it is. That's all I got, Randy. That's all I got. I'm sure we'll talk about it in the weeks ahead. I'm sure we will. Mm. Okay, well, we've got two matches announced for this show already, so that's uh, pretty cool out of the gate. So just wait till you see what's in store. Anything else you'd like to add? Nothing on top of that. Uh, thank you to everyone who came out this past Saturday. The atmosphere was amazing the entire show. Uh, really something special to be a part of, and uh, I'm just excited for this run that we're on right now. It's a very exciting time in Limitless Wrestling, and I'm happy to share it with all of you. So thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. And I can't wait to see you all September 25th.